It's the Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty podcast. Very exciting news, especially for farmers. You want to know what's going on in your field? Just talk to the plants. Apparently, plants, when they are distressed, needing water, maybe it's too hot or too cold, they make a sound. Yeah, your house plants are probably screaming at you right now. You forgot about me. Why'd you forget about me? Scientists had special microphones and they kind of, using computers, were able to change the sound to a way we can hear it. Yeah, you have to slow it down. And we we have slowed the audio down of plants talking. So, So here's the not slowed down version. Okay, so that sounds weird, right? I don't hear anything. It's just the tone. Okay, but if you slow it down, you can actually hear what the plant is saying. Okay. COVID is a hoax. Oh, so... so it, oh, oopsie, what? What is... It's, I think it said COVID is a hoax. What? COVID is a hoax. They yeah. even have opinions? They, yeah, they have political opinions. Oh. I'm glad they don't have Facebook. All right, so uh, this one is a rhododendron plant that they mic'd up. So here's the sound before it slowed down. Okay, so a similar, lower. So a little lower, similar sound. Now, here's the audio when we slow the plant talking down. Crypto is the future. Oh, oh it's, plant is a crypto bro. It's into crypto? What a loser. Ontario's minimum wage going to be going up. So it's fifteen fifty an hour right now. Going to be going up to sixteen fifty five. Wow. That it's an extra $184 every month for full-time workers. 184 bucks a month. Hey, that's enough money to vacation in Brucefield. That's enough money to put gas in the car you live in. Well, that's enough money to buy two packs of chicken breast at Loblaws. That's enough money to buy a new phone in 2001. That's enough money to be broke as hell instead of broke as That's enough money to buy a new pillow to scream into shopping mall down in Dayton, Ohio. They thought it would be a great idea to have an Easter egg hunt throughout the mall. We're going to hide 2,000 eggs, have some special prizes in the eggs. Didn't go well. They're never doing it again because of the adults. They were supposed to have a special section for the one and two-year-olds. They were going to go first. Then a section for the three and four-year-olds and they were going to give them a head start. And then the older kids. And they said... Adults were not allowed to pick up the eggs. Guess what happened? The adults started picking up eggs. They said in their apology letter, adults were literally shoving kids out of the way. (laughs) Take this, Braxton. (laughs) Grown-ass adults getting in there. I want that coupon for Target. (laughs) Whatever they were giving away. I want 10% off Kohl's. Yeah, the adults were like taking over the whole thing. And it got to the point where they said, you know what? Adults, you ruined it for everybody. It's never coming back. We are never doing this again. You have to explain to your kids how you goofed. How embarrassing. Oh, man. It's always the adults that ruin it. So this is a bit of a cautionary tale because coming up on Saturday in the town of Godrich, the Kinsmen are doing their Easter egg hunt. Godrich Kinsmen do this every year. It's in downtown Godrich in Courthouse Park. And they make it very clear. Adults, you stand behind this line. (laughs) <laughs> while the kids go at the eggs. And the kinsmen have told us every year it starts at 10 a.m. Not 10.01, not 9.59, not 10.02, 10.00. 
10. Yep. So if your child isn't ready at 10, they're going to miss it. <laughs> There's always a few families just running. You don't want to have to sit your child down and say, uh, mommy's coffee took a long time and that's why you don't have any Easter eggs. Yeah. So, so that's another way adults can ruin Easter by not getting there on time. We don't want Easter to be like Ohio. It's common knowledge now. Grocery prices just keep going up and up. Galen Weston. He's the guy who runs Loblaws, and Loblaws owns a whole bunch of other stores in our area, Zayers. Oh, yeah. Galen Weston made $11.7 million last year. That's up 55% from the year before. What? So He's raking it in. Got a more than 55% increase in his pay last year. Well, at least he can shop at his own store. Yeah, if, if he made yeah. any less, he wouldn't be able to shop at Loblaws. That would be embarrassing if you couldn't afford to shop at your own enterprise. <laughs> Have you seen the price of chicken breast? <laughs> now, if you're upset about high grocery prices and Galen Weston making as much money as Galen Weston is making, just remember, your hard-earned money is helping a trust fund baby buy the good toilet paper on the second yacht his servants stay in. Mm. Okay, and those servants have hemorrhoids, so they need that toilet paper on that second yacht. It's going to be all over the news today. Donald Trump being indicted on charges that he used campaign money to pay off a porn star to be quiet about the time they did things. Matt and I encountered uh, some Trump supporters in beautiful Mitchell, Ontario, actually. Yeah, I don't know if maybe one of them was American. I'm not sure. We, Perhaps. Did, we didn't ask. But uh, Matt was nice enough to come with me, loan me his van to pick up a couch. So we went and the garage door opens and in the garage is the couch I'm buying and a big flag, like a six foot, seven foot flag that says Trump 2020 or was it Trump 2024? <laughs> yeah, I think it might have even been a future one. Big Trump flag. Build up the wall. But the couch was nice. People were super nice. There's a good deal on the couch. I sit on the couch every day. It was a good couch. It was the best couch you've ever seen. Comfortable. It wasn't a pull-out couch or a futon or a regular couch. I have a gold couch. No, it was a Donald uh, Trump love seat. You know who doesn't love America? Joe Biden. Sleepy Joe doesn't love America. He doesn't sit on any love seats. He sits on the hate seat. Sleepy Joe's probably asleep on a couch right now. He's either sleeping or he's walking around wandering from his dementia. I could use a good couch in prison. It's the best couch you'll ever sit on. So if you're looking for a deal on a couch, hit up your local mega Facebook page. Did you ever try vaping? No. It tastes so good. No, I, I kind of saw that as a scam. Like smoking became unpopular and big vape was right there. Hey, we got to get the kids addicted to something else and make billions. <laughs> you think they're sitting in a boardroom with a long table? Oh, yeah. And then it turns out the vaping was worse for the kids than the smoking. Remember? Rubbing their fingers together. <laughs> There's a study out of Brescia University and Western University just down the road in London. Finds 26% of high school students have vaped in the last year. Boys more likely to vape than girls. Oh. It's just another thing that boys do better. Vaping. We vape. <laughs> so enjoy your life expectancy, ladies. We're vaping. We're going to be over here hitting some cinnamon swirl. And looking so cool. Yeah. Vaping's a weird one. I, I much prefer smoking because I support our tobacco farmers. Okay, because mm. I love this country. And if your teeth aren't black and yellow, do you even love Canada? article published by this website Casago. It's like a rental property website, but they were looking at what tourist attractions around the world had the most reports of tourist trap. Yeah. And the top one in Canada was Niagara Falls. Well, yeah. You know you know if you have a wax museum and a Ripley's, believe it or not, 
that you're living in a tourist trap. I like the haunted houses. They're really scary. You know you're in a tourist trap when you go to a place like that and you don't go see the falls. I think falls. anyone's ever gone to Niagara Falls and actually didn't go look at the falls. Yeah, they got a casino with a lot of big acts. So, yeah, totally. Yeah, they just went. It's basically Vegas North. Relax, man. You're really crapping on Niagara Falls here. <laughs> Mayor of Niagara Falls, uh, Jim Diodotti, he responded to the article. And he said, uh, listen, we get 22 million people here every year. Some of them aren't going to like it. So criticism, it's fine. Plus, I'm not going to complain you get that many people to your city. I, I like that it was kind of a humble, humble like brag too. We only get 22 million people. <laughs> That's it. Some of them aren't going to yeah, like it. It's yeah. fine. I mean, doesn't every downtown have a Ferris wheel? <laughs> not caring what people think, though. That's a good example to set, right? Yeah. It's like how... Our morning guy, Matt Hussey, he doesn't care that people say he looks like an alcoholic youth pester. You just don't. You let it roll <laughs> off. Let it roll off your shoulder, which I think is admirable and brave. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I think necklace that's being recalled. It's a children's Easter necklace. It's of a bunny. It's got a floppy ear. It's from the company Great Pretenders. It's being recalled because it has higher than acceptable levels of cadmium, which is a chemical that can be bad at high levels. Why are they putting cadmium in the Easter stuff? There's cadmium in a lot of stuff, but there's an acceptable level of it. So it's not that the chemical itself is highly toxic, but in certain levels it can be bad. Just stick with the chocolate. Just stick with the chocolate. Yeah. But that must be sad for kids, right? Not have your Easter jewelry. Is that a thing? Well, I was devastated when I found out my Hanukkah bracelet had mercury. Mm. And when I learned my Ramadan earrings were made with conflict diamonds, it's just crushed. Pretty much done with winter at this point. Pretty much. Could get some snow. It's not going to pile up. Nothing going to shut down the highway. But the province right now, beautiful Ontario, looking at a law that could fine you $1,000 for passing a snowplow. Now, this law applies to two-lane highways, something like Highway 21, one lane north, one lane south. If you got a plow in front of you and you try to pass it and you get caught, you could be fined a thousand bucks. Okay, I thought there was already a law in place. There isn't, right? This one would make the laws even stiffer, yeah. You can't see anything when you're passing the plow. I mean, you're taking your life into your own hands either way, right? Yeah, but if you someone see- else's life too, coming on the other side. I'm, I'm thinking if you're looking for a thrill behind the wheel, my favorite thing to do is when I'm behind a school bus, giving the finger to the high school kids in the back. Right. The smiles on their faces make it all worth it. It was windy as heck yesterday. Yeah, it was messy. The power was out in a lot of places. Trees were down. Uh, not only in Huron County, over in Markham, there was a tree that fell on a gentleman's property, and he was uh, sawing it apart, and there was a piece of the tree that fell onto him, and... He died. And this is just a heads up. If you're doing any kind of tree work, it's it's dangerous work sometimes. A lot of people, I know some farmers who cut trees on the reg and they know how to do it. They know what's going on. So no big deal for them. But if you've never done it before, you want to be real careful. Yeah, there's a reason there's such a job as an arborist. There's a whole method to cutting down a tree properly. Yeah, and if you don't know how to do it, it's one of those things you maybe want to hire a professional for. It's like electrical work. Plumbing. Yeah, bathing yourself. You just you want somebody who knows what they're doing. Yeah. I had a tree cutting accident a couple of years ago. You did? I, I'm not going to say which part got injured, but let's just say my girlfriend cries a lot. Very cool discovery in the Yukon. Yeah. Now, researchers were digging stuff up, found a clump of fur. It turned out to be a 30,000-year-old squirrel 
preserved in the permafrost of the Yukon. This is amazing. A mummy squirrel. I'm pretty sure that's how the next pandemic's going to start, though. You think they're going to open that squirrel up? <laughs> it's going to be a new squirrel COVID. Everyone's familiar with 30,000-year-old squirrels from that movie Ice Age. You know the squirrel on that? He's that, always chasing the acorn. Yeah, that was the last Ice Age. So it's like that squirrel. Okay, cool. Now, to give you an idea of how long ago 30,000 years was, uh, that squirrel was using MSN Messenger. And if you get that joke, your back probably hurts. Easter weekend. Kinder surprise might be a thing you get one of your kids or yourself if you don't care about what other people think. His mom in Toronto got a kinder surprise for a kid. And inside was a toy depicting an Inuit person inside an igloo. And if you push a little button, you can launch the Inuit person onto a curling rink. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like an Inuit kid gets launched onto the curling rink. Oh, my God. Could you be any more stereotypical? Here's a question I got for you. If you eat the chocolate, are you condoning racism? Because the toy was in the chocolate. The racist toy was in the chocolate. So if you eat the chocolate, are you thereby racist? Oh, I don't want to think about that. I just want to eat the chocolate. Can I just eat the chocolate without thinking about whether or not I'm being racist? The Kinder Chocolate is both uh, brown and white. Yeah. So it is biracial. It is biracial. The chocolate itself. <laughs> It's the most racially sensitive chocolate you can buy. Yeah. This reminds me of that time I found a depiction of a Middle Eastern person in my prime minister. Police in the Toronto area are reminding people to slow down, but also speed up. There was a driver charged for going too slow on the 401. Okay, so the speed limit on the 401 is 100. How fast or slow was this person going? They were going 60. 40? Under the speed limit? <laughs> on the 401. On a 400 series highway? And this is just as much of a charge. I think you get a $150 charge for this, and you lose two demerit points for going too slow. If you're going that slow, you at least have to have your flashers on. Bro, imagine you're on Highway 21. Oh. At 80 kilometer an hour speed limit, somebody's doing 40. Oh, I don't have to imagine, bro. <laughs> Every time I'm on 21. <laughs> Feels like you're out by Menaset. Somebody's <laughs> crawling. Oh man! Even Highway Eight sometimes can't wait to get to Holmesville, where there's those little passing lanes. Yep. <laughs> and this is a warning. Uh, we're giving you a heads up because driving too slow is a thing. The Belmore Maple Syrup Festival kicks off this Thursday. It's going Thursday and Saturday in Belmore. Yeah. And I'm going Saturday morning. And if you're driving in front of me and you are going under the speed limit, just expect a little gray Honda to pass you, flipping you a certain finger. I'm not going to say which one, but it'll definitely be the middle finger. Yeah, but you're going to be the slow driver after having 50 pancakes. I won't be driving slow. My car just won't be able to handle my weight. It's different. Former U.S. President Donald Trump says he'll be addressing the media tomorrow after he's arraigned. Trump is facing multiple charges of falsifying business records, including at least one felony offense that could carry some jail time. I got the most charges of anyone. Cuffs look so good on me. They're shiny. They're Trump brand handcuffs. Nobody has as many charges as I do. I have the most charges of anybody. Crooked Hillary only has six charges. I have 34 charges. Down in Australia, there's a rec center there making the news because some people are upset because some signs appeared in the change rooms saying shower in your swimming costume and change with your towel around you only. Anyone who shows some nudity 
might even lose their membership at the club. All right, so they're saying shower with your trunks, uh, wear a towel. Don't don't walk around junk swinging. Yeah, like don't just walk around the change room naked. But but this is sort of like you have to get naked to change. It's a little hard to do that with a towel. The hell you do? Did you grow up with anxiety? I did. I always found a way. You find a bathroom yeah. stall or you use a towel and take 45 minutes right. to get it done. No, but sometimes I'll just do it real quick. Dong to the wall. You know, that's okay. Okay. People are just seeing my behind. Then they got to see your pale butt. Who's, who's looking? Who's watching? You, it's a small change room. Yeah. I've, I've, I think I've talked about this story. It was when I first signed up for the Godrich YMCA. I'm tying up my <laughs> shoes. I'm going to go for a run. So I'm on the little stool in the change room bent over, and older gentleman, balls swinging, comes and takes the locker right next to mine, and his package is, like, right at eye level. Yeah, there's it's kind of like the urinal rule. You got to be at least four lockers apart if you're changing. Or go to the other side where I'm not looking eye to eye with your eye. Yeah. The single eye that's on the thing I can't explain in detail because this is a public radio station. But you're right. It does seem to be almost a generational thing. And and they're actually said they're doing this for the younger people because the younger people don't want to see other people naked. Do the older people want to see people naked? I don't know, but they're just more comfortable with it. Dude, I've seen old dudes at the Goddard YMCA just chatting totally naked, just yeah. talking about their day. Yeah, just talking about everything. Do we have more shame than we need to? Is Probably. The, am I the problem? It, I think so. We, why should we be ashamed, really? Have you seen yourself? Yeah. There's lots of reasons you should be ashamed. Probably. We got this co-op student, co-op Reese in studio with us. And the more we talk to Reese, uh, the more we grow to love him and the more we grow to love small town Ontario. Reese is from beautiful Teeswater. Mm-hmm. Up, up the way. And we're learning a little bit about Teeswater this morning. And I don't know if this applies to all small towns. I think it does. There's a lot of nicknames in Teeswater. And he says, everyone in Teeswater has a nickname. All right, we got to know about these nicknames. You, you obviously have to have a nickname. So what, Reese Tiffin, what's your nickname? Tiffy. 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 Tiffy's a good name. Because yeah. my last name's Tiffin. Yeah. So it, it matches well. Yeah, that's a good name. But your father's last name is also Tiffin. Yeah. So what's your father's nickname? Stiffy. <laughs> what does your father do? It's a funeral director. Okay. <laughs> so it makes sense he works with Stiff. Stiffy. <laughs> so Stiffy, that's the perfect nickname. It's good. There's got to be nicknames around town, too. Rubber. Rubber. Yep. What's, what's the story behind Rubber? I yeah. actually don't know any of the behind stories. I just know their nicknames, and that's what they're by, and that's what I call them. Okay, Here comes so Rubber. We got Tiffy, Stiffy, and Rubber. Okay. Handyman. Handy. Handyman. Handy. Yeah, we call him Handyman or Handy. <laughs> Handy. Oh, you could make so many inappropriate jokes. That's yeah. terrible. Sniffer. Sniffer. What? <laughs> Sniffer? Does a person have a big nose, or were they caught sniffing something they shouldn't have sniffed? I don't know. Sniffer. Okay, we got rubber sniffer. Muggsy. Muggsy. Muggsy's a good one. Beaver. Beaver. Like a real beaver is his nickname. Teeswater is filthy. Everybody Uh, in Teeswater is a filthy mind. These these are dirty. Sniffer, beaver. Stiffy. Stiffy. (laughs) And bird. There's bird, too. And bird. Okay. Would you see rubber in person and call rubber rubber, or would you? Yeah, call... I I don't think I've. Do you know ever rubber? Call... Do you know rubber's name? John. Oh, okay. But I don't think I've <laughs> ever called him John. 
Just call them rubber. Yeah. We just say like, oh, hey, Candy. Like we don't say people's, like they rarely say my name, but like that's how it works, I guess. This I is the know. thing. This is small town Ontario. You got nicknames for everybody. It's beautiful. I maybe I haven't been in Godrich long enough. Do people have nicknames in Godrich? Yeah, well, people call you Fatty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that happens to be my real. That's name. your real name. Yeah. Oh, it's a bummer, right? Study in Frontiers in Public Health, a medical journal, they found if you attend a live sporting event, you're more satisfied with life and you feel less lonely. Oh. So it's good for your health. There you go. To get out there and be part of a crowd. That's right. Get out there, go to a local sports match. I feel like this would apply to any social gathering. The more you get around people, the more satisfied you might be. It depends on the social gathering. True enough. Yeah, like your family, oof, no. But honestly, what can make you feel more connected? You're around hundreds, thousands of people Mm -hmm. swearing at hockey players. God, I love peewee hockey. When was the last time you got a speeding ticket, Matthew? Uh, you know what? I, I think I've only had one in my lifetime. Ever? In my 20s or something. Yeah. Uh, well, I got one not this winter, but last winter. But you know why? Like, I am actually very conscious of that because I know I don't have extra money to spend. Speeding is a bit of a luxury. So there's a survey done among Canadians and 65% of us are good with the idea of tying speed tickets to your income. So the idea is it's not like... Everybody pays the same price for a speeding ticket. If you make less money, you're fined less. If you make more money, you're fined a little more. But do you find if you make less money, you're less apt to speed? Because you know you can't afford the speeding ticket. I know some uh, people who make less than me who drive like idiots. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they just figure it's worth it to pay that money? Not worth it. I think they just don't care. They, They don't think they'll get caught. I don't know what it is. I remember always telling my kids, like, don't come home with a speeding ticket because I'm not paying it. Okay. And so they would honor the speed limit for the most part. Of course, my son's Volkswagen van couldn't go over 70, so no. that helped. Burn more oil than gas. <laughs> I like this idea. You make less money, speeding tickets cost less. We should also tie fines for public nudity to income because I can't afford rent. Grade one class down in Wisconsin, they've canceled... A Dolly Parton song. Dolly? For the most ridiculous reason, yes. She literally gives kids free books because she just wants them to read. I know. I think this is a sign we're in peak cancel culture when you go after Dolly Parton. The song's called Rainbow Land, and the board deemed it controversial because you can't have people loving and accepting each other. (laughs) We can't just love and accept everybody. What kind of world do we want? You said you grew up singing rainbow songs at East Wawanosh Public School. Oh, yeah, there was always rainbow songs. I I remember that one from the Muppets, the Rainbow Connection. Yeah. I can sing a rainbow. And look how you turned out. So maybe they have a point here. Wearing ill-fitting T-shirts, paperboy hat on, regardless of the season. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe it is the songs. Maybe it's the rainbow songs making bad adults. Do you want your kids becoming radio jocks in small-town Ontario? I didn't think so. This is messing me up, because over in Mississauga... People are finding packages of meat in public parks. Like you go to the park and there's like a grocery store package of roast still in the package raw, just hanging out. There's like park meat, mystery meat. There's uh, containers of chicken. There's pulled pork being left around. Where? In piles. I want it. (laughs) That stuff's expensive right now, some of it. If you know what's going on, if it's a TikTok trend or something let us know, 519-612-1049. It's just a weird thing. Yeah, they figure someone's leaving it for the coyotes or dogs. I don't know what they're leaving it for. 
I'm wondering if this is a new way to like show off how much money you have. Probably. Maybe, I'm right? I'm so rich I can throw meat to the dogs. I can buy chicken and just leave it in the park. It mm-hmm. explains why rappers are putting boneless, skinless chicken breasts on their platinum chains. There was this 61-year-old guy telling his story about trying to order a pair of reading glasses. Thought he ordered one. Package comes, 60 pairs of reading glasses. Clearly, you couldn't see the webpage properly. Oh, that's tough, man. That's tough when you get to that age. Your eyes just don't work for you anymore. I see you doing it all the time. You're trying to read your phone and you do the old person thing where you tip your glasses to the tip of your nose. (laughs) Yep. And you're looking over the glasses at your phone, still squinting. I think I need reading glasses. I'm I'm getting to that age. This guy probably still walks around and says, where's my glasses? He's got 60 pairs. And they're on his head. They're on his head. All 60 pairs. Can't find his glasses. I did something like this, maybe even worse. I was in charge of ordering produce for a local grocery store. And I thought I was ordering 40 individual watermelons Ends up, they changed the UPC in the order guide. I ended up getting 40 bins of watermelon. So instead of 40 individual watermelons, you got 40, like, of the skids? Yes, a whole truck. Like, uh, one of the, it comes on a pallet? Yeah, the boss was so (laughs) mad because if you work in a grocery store, you know space is really limited. It's like, where are we going to put these things? Wasn't even nice outside where we could line them up in the parking lot? They were just everywhere, down the aisles. The whole store was just filled with watermelon. (laughs) Baking aisle lined (laughs) with watermelon. Oh, it was just embarrassing, and it was all my fault. They They had it packed with the chicken. And there was a sale on, two for a dollar for like three months. My kids actually got sick of watermelon. (laughs) Were you bringing it home a bunch? Oh, we made everything out of it. Watermelon soup. That's a good trick, though, if you... Because retail workers are historically underpaid. But if you're that retail worker who's underpaid and you order the food for the grocery store, whatever your family likes. Order too much of that. Just order way too much. Then there'll be a deal. Goes on sale for three (laughs) months. You're having watermelon soup until July. It was an accident. Toronto City Council, they're looking at allowing drinking in some public parks. What do you think about allowing drinking in public spaces here? I think people are doing it anyway. There's not coffee in that Yeti mug. (laughs) Who brings a Yeti mug to the beach? Why not legalize it? In Grand Bend, for example. Because when I think of Grand Bend, when I'm there, I think of calm, measured sobriety. Yeah. When I'm conscious, of course. So make it legal, Grand Bend. And while we're doing that, they should legalize guys dressed as sexy foxes chasing squirrels. Because the fines are killing me. I've been over to your place a couple times, once for breakfast and once for tacos. No, I made you cheesesteaks too. And cheesesteaks. Oh, yeah. And awesome food. I'm not even lying. Turns out a lot of us do lie when we go over to someone's house. Who did this survey? Uh, Research Co. did a survey asking Canadians to be honest. Have you ever lied about enjoying a home-cooked meal? One in three of us have lied. Said, oh, that was good. Mmm, so good. Even though we hated it. There is ways to tell if people are lying about your food. Okay, so my strategy, if I'm not enjoying a meal, food tastes bad, but Mm. the person who made it sitting across from me. One of my strategies, take a bite of food, chomp, chomp, chasing the bites with beer or water or whatever you're drinking. Yeah, that's a sign they're not enjoying the food. Chasing the food. Or if they randomly get up and go to the washroom, (laughs) it's another sign. (laughs) You had a really interesting strategy. You bring the backup dish. Like, oh, I brought a casserole. Yeah, you don't tell them about it. You show up at the door and it's like, oh, I brought food too. (laughs) End up having more of their own food than yours. Telltale sign. 
I don't know about you. We don't have any bizarre burial ceremonies in our family. Typically, we bury within 24 hours of the person dying. So it's a quick turnover. Mm-hmm. We don't wait a week and figure things out. It's just like, no, put them right there. Yeah, sometimes you get buried with special items, maybe. Like what? Like your, your Sony Walkman or something. Do you know somebody who was buried with their Walkman? No, I don't even know why that came to my brain, but like... Maybe well, because you're old and the Walkman was big yeah, when you were young, maybe, in the 1900s. Maybe you're buried in your favorite suit. Okay. Yeah. People have a favorite suit? Mm-hmm. Are you just making this up as you go? No, I'm just saying sometimes people throw things in the casket <laughs> that are special. to throw their favorite beer can in there or something. Or maybe yeah. they were drinking a beer at the funeral and they're like, oh, there's no recycle bin. Uh, and they just crush the can and throw where's it Where's the garbage? We bring this up because over in Egypt, they uncovered a burial site for King Ramses II that had 2,000 ram's heads. What? It's like the big goat head, but it's a ram's head, so it's bigger. 2,000 of these things. Is there a connection between his name being Ramses and the significance of the rams? I don't know. Are they named Ramses because of Rams? I don't know. I'm assuming so. 2,000 ram's heads seems excessive, though, right? That's a lot of ram killing. Like, we buried my grandfather back in 2014, and we only used 400 ram's heads, and he made it through the Egyptian afterlife just fine. So it's like, chill out with the ram's heads, bro. There's an 80-year-old woman named Josephine Michalak in Alberta. She has the Guinness World Record now for donating the most blood. She has more blood than anybody else. She's donated 203 units of blood. Okay, 203 her, donations. That's huge. In her lifetime. That's huge. That's enough to fill like a, a kiddie pool or something, isn't it? Uh, it's a lot of... A, it's a weird thing, but sure. It's a lot of blood. I don't know if you're filling the kiddie pool. Probably like a third of the way, maybe maybe a quarter of the way. You could bathe your teacup poodle in the kiddie pool full of blood. Okay, I don't want that image, but... You brought up the kiddie pool. <laughs> She's given a lot of blood. You've given quite a bit of blood. I think, yeah, 74-something times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And the best part is, uh, we've mentioned it before, eating the cookies afterwards. There's just endless cookies. Oreos, oatmeal cookies, peak freens. Maybe this lady goes for the cookies. Maybe she's one of those grandmas that wasn't very good at cookie making. You assume all grandmas are good at cookie making. Why do I assume that? I'm not putting grandmas in a hole like that. Grandmas usually can make a cookie. Stop pigeonholing grandmas. Maybe she can't, so she goes and gives blood to get cookies. Maybe grandpa made the cookies in her household, okay? And maybe she swung the hammer. Maybe they were the first to reverse the roles, Matthew. And then she puts those in her purse and brings them to the grandkids. That's my uh, theory. All right. And this is based on what? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Some grandmothers give cookies and some give blood and then get cookies. None of this is making sense. You've lost the plot. I don't tell me if this is a dad move. So this woman in Hamilton, she got married a few years ago. Her mom bought her her wedding dress and her mom died shortly after the wedding. So she was keeping the wedding dress at her dad's house. Still alive, dad. Last week, dad donated a whole bunch of clothes to the thrift store. The wedding dress being one of them. She wanted to keep the wedding dress around because her mom bought it for her. Dad donates. Is this a dad move? Yeah, when dads declutter, they go hard. And and they usually regret throwing certain things out. I've done this. I once decluttered, got rid of a whole bunch of stuff, and then I actually went back to the Goodwill and bought some of it back. You rebought some of your Uh, shirts, not knowing you had donated it. I forgot. Like, oh, that's a nice shirt. 
Thankfully, she was able to find the wedding dress in one of the thrift stores. I think it was a St. Vincent de Paul thrift store. We have one in Godrich. Oh, thank goodness. They were able to dig it up. I don't think I ever told you this. My wife actually got her wedding dress at a thrift shop. How much? It's like a $20 dress. Very nice. It was beautiful. It was from like the early 1900s. She looked amazing in it. Does she ever put it on and think about the happier days Happy? before she said, I do? <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> I still have the shirt I wore at my wedding. Does that fit? Sort of. What do you mean? There's skin poking out in areas, but, All right. you know, it fits. Buttons holding on for dear life. Technically, it fits. Technically, you can put it on and only a few buttons explode. Yes. That's why Natalie has an eye patch. Matt, are you familiar with the David statue made by Michelangelo? Well, who isn't? It's one of the most beautiful pieces of artwork ever made. I don't know if it's one of the most beautiful. It's nice. It's perfect. What do you mean it's perfect? Because it's a naked dude? I'm not judging, no, but I'm, I'm just, just saying what it, what's your criteria for it being perfect? It's been described as one of the most perfect sculptures. By who? The, the dimensions, everything about it. By art enthusiasts. Okay, settle down. Sixth grade classroom in Florida. They were showing a bunch of art pieces, just slides. Yeah. And the slide came across of the David statue by Michelangelo. And if you're not familiar with it, it's a naked gentleman just standing there. I think he's got a towel over his shoulder. And he's just standing and you can see everything. And there is a parent who found out about this and said, Hey, I would have liked to have known if my child was looking at pornography. Teacher says, we don't think it's pornography we don't think it's pornographic it's an art piece of a naked gentleman sure no and back in the renaissance period that was in the village square for all to see if they had cameras they would have taken selfies in front of this thing and that's why the volcano destroyed everybody in italy and besides it's it's pretty small the uh body part in question the appendage they did that purposely small back in the day so you can barely even see it i don't see the problem here now, here's where I worry, Matthew, because if in one jurisdiction in North America, they're banning the looking out of dongs, mm -hmm. I worry about downtown Goderich. We've talked about this before. <laughs> there's, a, there's a water feature in Courthouse Park in downtown Goderich, right in front of the courthouse. Yeah. And if you come up South Street and you look at it at a certain angle, there's three long rock pillars. They're tall. In there. And the middle pillar is the tallest one. And then there's two boulders beside that middle pillar. And I've seen tourists giggle actually at this you're coming up south street it's it's quite phallic like but you know it's 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 good it's a good feature and it doesn't help it's great it's beautiful but it doesn't help that it's also a water feature no that's questionable i'm just saying we shouldn't ban the godrich water feature no no it's it's perfect the it's way it is. beautiful no matter how big or small it is we should just add a body to it is what we should do maybe and it's more like david you willing to pose for it sure <laughs> i have a dad bot on this massive thing in town <laughs> It's getting to the point now where I'm walking down the street and you smell people barbecuing. You can smell it. Love it. And it's an interesting story here because an Australian science lab, they got some DNA from an extinct mammoth and they were able to cultivate that and grow enough meat to make a meatball. Was this like a real study or is this just like something on their off time? Let's make a meatball. Let's see if we can make a meatball from an old elephant. Yeah. And they did. And they, I don't know if anybody ate it, but they had it on display at their local science museum. So someday we can eat extinct animals. Isn't that amazing? But aren't they extinct because we overate some of them anyway? Uh, no, we also just hunted them for sport. I think so. There's so. that too. It's come full circle. You think about which extinct animal you'd want to eat? Well, I'm a chicken guy. Dodo bird. That looks mm. like a lot of meat. Yeah, there's some good meat. Maybe on the some dodo. passenger pigeon. 
Okay. Or some black rhinoceros someday. Mm. Isn't the white rhinoceros also extinct? I think they're all extinct Didn't now. we lose that one too? Perhaps some giant sloth. This is going to be a whole thing with foodies though, right? You go to a restaurant and they got that stuff on the menu. 500 bucks for a mammoth meatball. If some hipster is going to pay 500 bucks, I'm going to charge him 500 bucks. Yeah, true enough. I would eat some mammoth ribs, right? Flintstone style. Mm. And just like the Flintstones, I'd go back to my gender normative home and make hilarious veiled threats against my wife. There was this plumber down in California called to a house. It was an old house, so had to crawl into a crawl space. Homeowners wondering, after three hours, where did the plumber go? Can't find the plumber. So then he calls the fire department, thinking there's a dead guy under my house. going to say maybe he fell asleep listening to this bit. Fire, <laughs> Firefighters show up. They even had to like take up some boards in the house to get at the guy. And the guy just wakes up and walks out the floorboards. That's a bad place to take a nap. Fell asleep. Well, I guess he's getting paid by the hour. So maybe figure he could make any easy tighten a bolt job into an extra job. I don't know. Or he was just really tired. Either way, he's either getting fired or at the very least is going to get bugged by his peers at the workplace. Yeah, that'll get you a nickname, right? Hey, oh, here comes Pipe Dreams. Hey, it's old narcolepsy Bill. The slumber plumber. Here he comes. Call him Super Mario. (laughs) Well, Mario's a plumber, but Mario doesn't fall asleep. He's wide awake, Mm. fighting Bowser every day. Yeah, He's fighting the good fight. Not like old drowsy Steve over there. Drowsy Steve. Yeah, this guy won't live this one down. Benadryl Benny, they call him. Nobody calls him that. I noticed you have an Apple iPhone. Yeah. So you got your lightning cable to charge that thing. And then I got my Samsung, so I have a USB-C cable to charge mine. All these different cables. So I forget my cable. I can't borrow your cable. No, you can't. It's not compatible. And so people have a drawer somewhere in their home just full of random cables because everything takes a different cable. It's frustrating. So inside the federal budget yesterday, they had a little line saying they're going to look at standardizing charging ports on mobile devices. We saw this in Europe. They made it so that any mobile device has to be charged USB-C, Android-style charging port. So one cable for all. One cable for everything. Nice. They're going to look at it. They're not definitely doing it, but they're going to look into possibly maybe definitely doing it. I like this idea. This is a good idea, right? You have one cable for everything. Yeah, it's messy otherwise. Yeah. But then you and your spouse are fighting over who gets the cable. Right. And then your spouse says you're cable greedy, just like your mother. And then you remind your spouse they never had any cables before they married you. And then you get a divorce, and then you're fighting over who gets custody of the cable. And then your spouse gets cable, and you have to pay special alimony that's higher than normal alimony because they have the cable. Because their quality of life during the cable life married to you was high, and you have to maintain that standard. It's complicated. The Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty Podcast.